Hello, and welcome to Recapping with Delora and Ashley. Please follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Recapping Podcast. Also, rate, review, and subscribe to our show on your favorite podcast platform. We're on all the things. We want to hear your thoughts on the movies and shows we review. Leave us a comment on Apple Podcasts or our YouTube channel, and we will read them during the show. Or reach out to us on social media. We love talking all things entertainment and pop culture with you. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you. Well, Delora, happy Valentine's Day as of the day that we are recording. Happy Valentine's Day, Ashley. Is this a holiday that you get into? Earlier today, I wore my pink Dolce & Gabbana <laughs> glasses. I had on a red and pink striped sweater, courtesy of Target. And I have my Starbucks pink cup here. And my fingernails have hearts. So I try. How about you? Okay. Definitely none of those things. You know, pink is not even... <laughs> not even remotely a color that I that I uh have a lot around me but I don't know I think I kind of chalk Valentine's Day up the way I do like St. Patrick's Day, Cinco de Mayo, some of those like if I'm around people who get into the festivities of it, you know, whatever makes people happy excites me, but actually Shout out to my friend, Nicole here, who Delora, you know as well. She is the first person I've met. This is her favorite holiday. Oh, and wow. So, yeah. That's interesting. And so she like orders stuff. She got new pillows. She got all this stuff. So we did a Galentine's and all of that. Oh, she gets really, sweet. really into it. And I was like, well, you know, again, if I'm around people and this is what they love and they enjoy, I will definitely get down for it. Y'all know my favorite holiday these days is Halloween. So yeah, I'm not going to um, say nothing about anybody else. <laughs> The only person that I know holidays. that loves Valentine's Day is the fact that their birthday is actually on the 14th. Like, uh, I've never met anyone who was like, Valentine's Day, that's the holiday for me. Me either. Because Nicole was like, I'm going to get married on Valentine's Day. I want to do all the, like, Valentine's Day is her freaking Super Bowl birthday Christmas all wrapped into one, it seems like. Oh, that's sweet. That's it very is. sweet. So happy love day out there if y'all get into happy it. Happy Valentine's Day. I know you're listening to this the day after, but the sentiment holds. All right. So guys, as usual, it is our headlines and hot topics episode, and we have a few things to cover. So Delora, let's start with Club Shay Shay. Have you been watching or paying more attention to Club Shay Shay since the Cat Williams interview that broke the internet? I like to say that I'm aware of Club Shay Shay. So since the iconic Cat Williams interview, I've noticed that he's interviewed Usher yep. and Monique. Mm-hmm. And I think that's about it. Like those are the most notable guests that he's had since that I've seen clips here or there. You know, have I taken the time to listen to an entire episode since Cat? No. Same. I've definitely seen the clips like Usher spilled some tea about talking about that he was almost in a group with Jay-Z, Diddy, Pharrell. Was it Pharrell? Yeah. And I was like, how was that even going to work? Right? Exactly. What was that dynamic even going to look like? 
But even just exactly. like, what type of music are y'all about to make? You know what I'm saying? Like Jay Z, Jay Z gonna be in a group? <laughs> what are we saying? I mean, so, he toured with R. Kelly, the the best of both worlds, and he also has done an album with Kanye. But I just mean like a legit group. Like Jay Z is such a strong rapper, and Usher Maybe. is such a strong it's entertainer. Collaborated with Justin Timberlake. I I think I think it would have been fun. It would have been, been fun. something. It would have been something. It would have been iconic. That's for damn sure. How long they would have gone? Like, would they have done like Tyrese Genuine and oh my gosh, <laughs> and uh, who that was, was Tyrese lived. Genuine and a uh, Tank? Tyrese and Tank, yeah, yeah. I, that's was what TTG. I wasn't saying. Yeah, yeah I wasn't yeah. saying Tank. That's who I was missing. You know, I was just been curious, but yeah, he he dropped a few gems. He also dropped that he was tried to be poached to be a Mean Girl, uh, not Mean Girls, Lord Dream Girls, and had everybody yes. calling him even Brandy, and, and I was he like, passed. what? But like, let's let's remember everybody was in that movie. I remember seeing Jaleel White just having a, a backstage scene role. Well, speaking, I was like, speaking of Tank, I just saw a clip where they showed him in the back as one of the background singers during a recording session in that movie. He? Yes, and it was that. like nope, who, no one noticed, right? Like you would have had to be but really stacked. paying attention. Stacked. It was. Oh my gosh, it was. And then obviously with Monique, you know, it's been the continued callouts of the power elite in black Hollywood and how mm-hmm. they haven't, you know, had her back. I mean, she even talked about Kevin Hart at this point, not having her back, she even though did. he gave her money at one point, but when yeah. push came to shove, didn't want to work with her. So, I mean, there's been some gems dropped, but I bring all this up because, you know, Shannon Sharp, even though this is his show, he's kind of stayed out of the, the shit of it, you know, the shit talk of it. And yet here he come in a few of my guests. He was just a conduit of it. Sure. He just messy. He's, he's, people are calling him the new Wendy Williams, but I guess now he really is because now he's getting into beefs, right? I know. Yeah. He's feuding with Mike Epps because Mike Epps went and did a stand up routine insinuating that Shannon Sharp is gay, calling him Medea, saying that he reached out and wanted Mike Epps on the show, but Mike Epps declined. And so Shannon Sharp felt some type of way. And in his show that he does with Chad Ochocinco, said, don't make me bring out the DMs. Uh, you was asking to come on the show. You slid into my DMs type energy and even mm. threatened to beat him up. So then we get a, ret- a retaliation video from Mike Epps saying, you know, I don't fight. So what's the alternative to fighting? I felt like this was so beneath both of them i'm like y'all are too old for all of this but they have the old school tactics because i felt like one there has been speculation on shannon sharp's sexuality but at the end of the day who cares why like he says that he likes women he typically likes white women period (laughs) okay like and so i felt like mike epps joke about it was also old school and stupid. And Shannon probably shouldn't have said anything. Yeah. Frankly. I was just like, y'all are too um, grunt, grunt men. I know. And so my gal somehow he don't fight. I mean, that's one way of getting out of an art altercation. <laughs> You're talking about a guy who used to be a freaking football player. Exactly. Uh, it's just it's stupid and uncalled for and unnecessary, frankly. No, Mike Epps is not going to tell his truth on Club Shay Shay. And I'm sure that would have been an interesting conversation. You know who needs <laughs> to be on there? One of the Wayans brothers, Keenan, Damon, Marlon. Marlon's a fun interview. You know who we haven't heard from in years? 
Sean. Sean. Where is Sean? Sean said, I'm about to mind my business. I know he was still doing stand-up. Like, I saw he was out on tour at one point. But you definitely have not seen him do a lot of public-facing acting or anything like that the way the other ones have still been going over the years. And Sean, to be honest, was the finest one, if you ask me. So, <laughs> But he also was the least funniest. Oh, <laughs> well, you can't have everything. If you get the looks in the family, you can't be the funniest, too. You know? <laughs> It's a rare combination. It's a huh? rare combo. But we did get a tweet from Shannon Sharp thereafter saying, Unk and at the real Mike Epps have decided to have a man-to-man conversation in Indy at NBA All-Star Weekend to discuss our differences. We both realized the situation could have been, should have been handled differently. I apologize to fam, friends, loved ones, and my fans. Um, my brother's going to All-Star Weekend, him and his wife. So hopefully they have this discussion publicly. And uh, I, I can hear no what happened. Desire to be at events like that—it just seems so crowded and full of groupies. I just—it's not a place for me. I, don't I always know. think of that Steph Curry picture when people talk about groupies, no, where the lady one? was staring him down so yeah. hard in them stands. Um, but I, I, I want to go to All Star Weekend. All Star Weekend is on my bucket list. Of, really? Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know why? We've talked about how you know as basketball fans. I I think that the skills competition, which is the Saturday, usually I enjoy as the uh, three-point shooting contest, the dunk contest, like to actually get to be in the room and experience Mm -hmm. that energy. Oh, I would die. I would die. So (laughs) I want to make it one time in my life. So Usher this year, then maybe that 2025. We'll see how it goes. So Okay. But if they if they do have this conversation, I hope it mends fences. Part of me was like, was this just a publicity stunt? Because it just feels like I said, like we too y'all too old. I'm too old for this. It's exhausting, and it's we're exhausting. not even as old as they are. Exactly. All right, let's move on to New York Fashion Week. I brought this up again because I know you love Fashion Weeks, and I was like, oh, it's wrapping up the day we're recording. What were your thoughts? I know Beyonce made a surprise appearance in that whole fit, which makes so much more sense now in terms of the cowboy theme we've been mm-hmm. seeing since the Grammys, which I was like, that Louis Vuitton outfit was interesting. <laughs> and it was, it was obviously, you know, just breadcrumbs leading us she down the path. She's been giving us breadcrumbs since Renaissance, though. She's been giving us breadcrumbs anytime. since Lemonade, baby. Yeah, that's very true. But you remember check out our recap of renaissance world tour when we were talking about her fashion for me anytime she was in fringe she had these silver fringe boots i was like getting my entire life from that look you know new york fashion week was interesting because it didn't make the type of splash that i anticipated and compared to paris couture week and even uh, paris fashion week is just it's not doing anything for me. Um, most notably, Blake Lively showing up uh, to Michael Kors in her giraffe outfit. I mean, her face and hair looks great. I wasn't a fan of the pattern, <laughs> the browns. And again, Beyonce at uh, Lunar, you know, her nephew was in the show and he looked amazing. Shout He's out. He's such a cutie. Jules. He's so handsome. <sighs> who else christian seriano i did like some of his pieces uh sergio like some of his pieces tom brown 
um, had the greats like Queen Latifah and, and uh, Janet Jackson show up. So they looked good. Miss Jackson? But it wasn't. Miss Jackson? <laughs> and it's nasty. <laughs> um, and can we say I love how she says thank you to the fans? Because, you know, Super Bowl Sunday is Janet Jackson Appreciation Day. Yeah. The fact that she recognized the fans on the day tickles me to no end. Um, but yeah, it's it was it didn't make the type of splash. It didn't do anything. It didn't move me, Ashley. That's what surprised me too when I was even looking. I was like, oh, New York Fashion Week. I feel like it went by without much coverage. Like, you know, we when we talked about the Paris Couture Fashion Week or whatever it was dubbed. You had all these major celebs coming out in looks, honey. You, know, I you know. had J Lo, I mean, and- you had Rihanna. <laughs> And Zendaya is on her Dune press uh, tour, looking amazing. Yes. But she's not she's not lending her star power to these American designers. Um, and then, honestly, let's keep it one thousand. The media has been concentrated over Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey, and then Usher, and then and then now Beyonce. So it's kind of. There's a monopoly, it you're saying? There's yeah. a monopoly it on... It didn't have room to breathe. It didn't. <laughs> or people just tired. They like, listen, we did True. We did a little bit. We stepped out a little bit. Let me go sit down somewhere and stay at home. Because I do feel like nothing has ever gotten back to the same level of momentum as pre-COVID. Like, with everything. I feel like people kind of are yeah. like, okay, I did that. Now I'm going to skip this. Or I did this. Then I'm going to go yeah. take a break. Well, yes and no, because you remember post-COVID, there were some caliber of celebrities showing up to any red carpet they could find just to put their face out there. True, but you know- Choice Awards, like who shows up to that? (laughs) Yeah, but you know what I mean though, in terms of like, I think once things kind of evened out, I mean, even post-strike, we we were saying, oh, there's probably going to be more people showing up to things. I still feel like there's, a, working. there's a little less energy. Like, I feel like I told you when I watched the Golden Globes and I was seeing the red carpet, I was like, the celebs are like, why are you talking to me? Like, I do not want to yeah. do this interview. I'm kind of, mm. I'm kind of over a, this. Yeah, that's a great point. So maybe that, maybe the weather, because New York had like a snowstorm somewhere. Oh, that'll do it. Yeah. So it could have been could have been a few factors, but I mean, they did it. They made it. People looked good. And we'll move on. Jonathan Majors is back in the headlines as two more accusers come forward with new accusations of abuse. Two ex-girlfriends and women that worked with the actor spoke out against him. They said that the actor was physically and emotionally abusive toward them. The women's names are listed in the independent article. If you want to go take a look, they both dated the actor while he was in drama school before he shot to fame. And um, one is accusing him of choking her, throwing her around and bruising her while the other is accusing him of emotional abuse. Additionally, women who have worked with him have spoken out against him, calling some of his behavior on set problematic. We had talked about, obviously, after that interview for ABC, whether or not he was going to be able to still move forward or whether, you know, people were still going to be hesitant. Obviously, Marvel dropped him, which, by the way, I finally watched that Ant-Man Quantumania. I can see why people did not enjoy that. 
<laughs> it wasn't the best. I think that that character had a bigger arc in Loki than in Ant-Man, but easily, easily. Regardless, is this continued coverage pretty much the nail in the coffin for Rami? Again, these are continued, very, very serious allegations that are coming out against him and showing a very alarming pattern of behavior. Honestly, Ashley, I remember people saying these things shortly after he was arrested. So I feel like if anything, they're getting their time in the sun. Is it the nail in the, in the coffin? Uh, probably in the next 10 years. Yeah, probably. Um, is he, could his talent overcome this? I mean, if it's true, then nobody's going to want to see <laughs> come back on any level right but if it's not true he might have opportunities in the future but honestly a lot of people came out of the woodwork saying oh this is this isn't new to him this type of behavior this aggressive behavior and we even said none of his co-workers um spoke up for him michael b journey not one narrow one courtney b vans so to me that spoke a lot as well i don't know how far these accusations are going to go in terms of whether they whether they will really seek some type of lawsuit whether civilly or whether there's still a possibility of more criminal charges coming against him i think those are the things these days it seems like are needed uh for businesses, at least for companies, at least to take action, right? The court of public opinion is a totally different thing. Sometimes you don't need any of it. And the court of public opinion is like, well, we're done with you. But in terms of business opportunities, if this does not go into some type of litigation, I feel like if he lays low for a period of time, people may still bet on him. But I think if any of these things move into additional litigation, I think it's it's a wrap. And as me and my mother discussed, I really hope that Megan Good Girl. can remove herself from this situation. She was looking real good at uh, Laquan's fashion show. Shout out to her. Body yaddy yaddy. But yeah, I think it was interesting because right before, because the article that I was referencing was from the Rolling Stone. It's not a good look. It says, Jonathan Major's extreme abuse allegedly goes back nearly a decade. Literally, reports came out, oh, Megan Good and Jonathan Majors are going strong. And then this drops, you know what I mean? It's like, mm. mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, and honestly, not even this article. Uh, this article is actually from the 29th of 2023. So like I said, this was around the same time, the allegations and, you know, right before the conviction mm-hmm. of his then girlfriend. So crazy and obviously if these allegations are true i hope that the victims continue to get justice for what happened to them and he's not able to continue to perpetuate those crimes if they are true so absolutely all right delora let's move into our last headline ursher baby we'll be getting more into him on our next episode why delora because we recapping the halftime show a little special treat with a special yes, yes, guest. Yes. With a very, very special guest, but we'll get there. But in the meantime, 
we were just going to discuss the fact that old Ursher had him a hell of a weekend because topping off the fact that he released his album, released his tour dates, performed and headlined at the Super Bowl. This man mm. also turned around and got married. Sure did. Now, we on the pod have been saying he's married because it's felt like he's married. <laughs> She got two of his babies and they together now. So, yes. yeah. But I guess they decided to make it official, official. They say, I guess when we in Vegas, let's go ahead and do this. And he tied the knot with his longtime girlfriend, Jennifer. Girl, I do not want to butcher your last name. Not at all. Go Cochia. We'll <laughs> stick with that. <laughs> they got married and his mother was the couple's witness i remember when they were saying that they had obtained a marriage license i was like usher just said this is about to be put the this in the record books of my life of my entire life i'm in love the career high yes did you see the video with gail king where he said that he extended his residency in vegas so that jay-z could not deny him as the Super Bowl halftime show Ooh, performer. That's no. what he said to Gail. He said, I extended my residency because I wanted Jay to have no other option than to wow. come to me as the halftime performer. She's like, you did that? He was like, yes, I did. I love the audacity. Exactly. The, the vision. Okay. I love that. Exactly. Well, congratulations, Usher. You've had a hell of a weekend, baby. Have you listened to the album yet, Delora? I've started. I haven't completed it, but I'm enjoying it so much. Um, let me look and see. So Coming Home, it's one of my favorites. Ruin is one of my favorites. And I also enjoy his song with her, Risk It All. Oh my God. That song touches my whole soul. Period. I'm really enjoying the album too. I think cohesively of the last few years with Usher, this is a favorite for me. Um, the sound, even some, of the, even some it's... of the songs that sonically are a little more experimental, I'm enjoying because I'm like, it just gives me as a whole, just a really good vibe. Like I'm a car listener. I got to give it the good old, my first listen is in the car and it was a I vibe. I will never forget like when we were fresh in our friendship and it was the new Trey Songs album. And you're like, you want to ride with me and listen to it? I was like, <laughs> uh, okay. Telling you, it's nothing like that good car. Listen, like you had it's a music true. blast, especially if it's a night ride. Oh my gosh, me and one of my friends, our relationship is so close as it is because of our bond over music. And we used to do so many like car and it was ride at like night. Springtime, summertime. Yes. Perfect. Yes. Vibes. Vibes. Yep. So if you guys have not listened to it yet, it is out. He's looking real good on that cover. And he is looking so great. Like Usher's I just... having a moment. I'm loving this moment for Mr. Raymond. And we can't forget his Skims campaign was just mm -hmm. a cherry on top. Absolutely. All right. So let's get into our two hot topics. Again, we're going to skim lightly over the Super Bowl because we will be going more in depth on the halftime show uh, during our recap. But Delora, this was record breaking. Mm -hmm. Super Bowl 58 set the record 
with a staggering 123.4 million viewers, American TV's biggest audience since the moon landing. This is according to CNN. Sixty-nine. That's crazy, especially when we were just talking about the fact that sports is so important to the success of broadcast television because really of things is. like this. Yeah. Nothing else but sports draws in this level of engagement. So much so that our local station here was fucking up. They were having all sorts of glitches in the fourth quarter of what? the game, Delora. Oh, no. Oh, no. Had to switch back and forth between their uh, different uh, signals for it to try to keep it going. But it was so disruptive. I think I missed a, a field goal attempt at one point because of it. I was like, oh, my God, they're going to get flooded. They're going to get flooded with viewer complaints. But the game itself was so slow at first. I was like, is this going to be a good game? Because last year's game was so good. It was so good. I mean, the fact that they barely scored right before the halftime show, I'm like, what am I doing? Don't get me wrong. Obviously, when I show up, we talked about this before going into Super Bowl Sunday. The teams was more of the same. It was a repeat of 2020. Um, and I was rooting for the Chiefs and not because of Taylor Swift, but because they have always been my default team whenever they play because they're one of the best teams in the NFL. See, it's the opposite for me. I was rooting against them because of Taylor Swift. I'm sorry, guys. You don't understand. It was despite. I was like, (laughs) I really don't. I really don't want to do it because everybody's going to assume. Anyway, uh, you know, they're giving her all the credit, by the way. Not because those men train hard and work their asses off. Not because of that. Because of the it's Taylor Swift effect. Of the 42nd seconds she was on that television stream. Okay. What do you think of the Travis Kelsey moment with his coach that everybody's talking about? Not a good look, sir. Not a good look. I mean. It looked like elder abuse when you saw it in girl. the picture. I was like, you Especially got this big old man yelling at this man like this. Six five muscular man and he looked so frightened when he grabbed him i was like oh my gosh and i've never seen him talk to his coach like that before and i'm like y'all about to lose this game because i mean at that point i think the niners might have had like a field goal or something like that and they were still at zero but i'm like this ain't how you win the super bowl sir when you're getting this frustrated in the first you know half like this i didn't appreciate it and like every black person in America, person of color, what have you, if he had dreadlocks and was Tanner, the outrage, mm-hmm. the outrage. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Okay. I don't even um, feel like it would be this hyped up with him, period, if he wasn't being overly scrutinized just because of his relationship with Taylor Swift. Correct. I agree. I agree. I think, yeah, if he wasn't with Taylor, it would have definitely still gotten some some headlines, but he wouldn't have a bunch of commentators and white, white women it. defending him on social media talking about this one woman was defending his actions while crocheting, saying that he has a close relationship to his coach, so much so that he felt safe to show his inner child to his coach in his moment of frustration. Oh my gosh. I was okay. like, you do know we're talking about testosterone fueled men. You know how hyped these men are? Exactly. And it was just, 
it was just not okay. If you don't We're see Patrick Mahomes, inner child, girl. yeah, but you don't see Bye. Patrick Mahomes, the quarterback who has the team on his back to a certain correct. extent. Correct, correct. Thank you, Ashley. Of course, I've never seen that behavior, honestly, towards a coach like that in recent memory. Really, I don't think I have either. But I don't watch enough football because this is the only football game I've watched this entire <laughs> season. Let me tell y'all that. And you know whose team I was really on? Ushers. So I didn't have truly that much skin in the game because once Period. it went into overtime I was like oh the Chiefs got it because you can't let a quarterback of the caliber of Patrick Mahomes kind of get back into his sweet spot I was like that's why people compare him to Brady because Tom Brady can pull a game back at, yeah. the, at the brink of loss like yeah. nobody else could and Patrick Mahomes appears to be able to do the same the last thing I say about Travis it was also very disappointing because I've I've liked him for years, you know what I mean? And like I said, I felt like the way he reacted towards his coach, I was like, oh man, this fame is getting to him. The spotlight must be blazing hot. He must feel all the pressure because he knows how much attention he gets. And it's like, oh, you're losing your shit at the big dance. Oh, okay. Yeah, it definitely has to be a lot of pressure. I can't imagine it, especially the mentality that it takes to be a champion. And you're a defending champion, right? Y'all yes. won last year. So it it was, it is. And they were asking, oh, are you going to propose if you get MVP? It's just so disgusting. So sickening. I'm so tired of this shit. That's why I wanted them to lose. But I'm not upset they won. Do y'all thing. Y'all worked, y'all worked hard. Y'all did not even, I kept hearing, didn't have the best season. And yet you still pulled out the Super Bowl. So good for y'all. All righty. Well, let's move into our final hot topic because Beyonce said, if y'all thought this was the Super Bowl, it's my engagement party too, bitch. Because Beyonce, she had a Verizon wireless commercial featuring her heavily prominently only to be the kicking off point of the announcement of Act Two of Renaissance dropping March 29th and then the release of two new singles, Texas Hold'em and 16 Carriages. I could not believe this. I could not believe this. I was like, is this the equivalent of like going to Usher's wedding and getting engaged? Because that's what yeah. I kept hearing people say. She was stepping all over. It wasn't even stepping on her. So she was bulldozing. The venue said it was over at eight. <laughs> it is 801. It's now. my time. It is my, my time. time. But sorry somebody, to you, sir. Sorry to this man. Somebody also made a good point, though, and said, why would she not capitalize on the most, the highest rated program to announce her next, her, the next part of her project? And I was like, points were made because at the end of the day, all these companies who are advertising are doing just that, right? They pay upwards of $7 million for these spots. So Beyonce was like, guess what? I'm using it as a springboard for y'all to go check out my new singles because you know what the fuck I did when they were dropped. I listened to them while I watched the Super Bowl. The fact that she was so unfazed and she was like, I am about to rock this world. Again. And I'm I'm sitting here minding my business, drinking my water. Shout out to Renaissance. <laughs> Two snaps, baby. Are you ready to bring out your country boot, your uh cowgirl boots and your hat? What do you oh, think Ashley. of the songs? Oh, Ashley. In all honesty and all transparency, I did not like. Texas Hold'em at all. I felt like it was generic. I felt like it could have, I felt like it was a stereotypical country song the first time I heard it. I'm like, 
it wasn't giving me any flavor. Honestly, you could put anybody in the driver's seat and it would have sounded the same to me. And I would have, you know, said, thank you next. Shout out to Ariana Grande. Um, I'm not going to lie. The way it is on rotation on social media, I don't hate as as much as I did when I first heard it. Initial, initial impressions. It's a no for me, dog. What about 16 carriages? In tears. I am ruined. I feel like it is everything I've ever wanted. No, I'm just playing. I loved it. I love one thing I do. Uh, so as you know, and our listeners, I love all types of music. And one thing about a good country song, have you just completely just done? Okay. Tears. I wish you dance. What? What? Even Fast Car, the thrumming of my heart when she was on that stage sounded just the way she sounded back in 19-whatever. You got a Fast Car, I got a ticket anywhere. Like, what are we doing with our lives? So these 16 carriages, felt it. You know, one of my favorite online brands, uh, Phenomenal, uh, led by uh, Vice President Kamala's uh, niece. She has this campaign saying, um, like, Old, older, oldest daughter behavior, or oldest daughter problems. That's what I get from 16 carriages. It's like the weight of the oldest daughter. Like, mm. I feel like I feel it through this song. It's on repeat. Great song. I love 16 carriages. I can't, I don't, I wouldn't say I hated Texas Hold'em. It was more so like how I felt when like run the world girls came out and I'm just yes. like, okay, like it's fine. It, it didn't blow me away. It was just I mean, very blah. Yeah, it just didn't blow me away. But when I heard 16 carriages, I was like, oh shit. Like this is I'm gonna this is gonna be good. Her singing that live, I guarantee you, I'll be like in my feelings. <laughs> yeah. So I'm I'm excited uh for this sampling of music that she's gonna give us. Like we talked about the genre bending with um this project and the fact that she might try a few things so you know we got obviously uh the 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 sound we got with the first act of kind of being more house disco yeah house music all of that second act being country now it's really like what is the third act gonna look like are we gonna go back like straight r&b you know i just have so many thoughts and i'm so interested and excited i remember one of my friends was like i feel like beyonce needs to hang it up and i was like what are you talking why beyonce musically is still so satisfying like there's nothing about her right now that i'm like she needs to hang it up she's 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 in a peak prime of like experimentation in her career it's exciting to me things two things freaking dolly parton just released a rock album at the end of 2023 so to prove to prove she was worthy of that rock and roll hall of fame induction (laughs) love 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 people are people online are like praying for a jolene remake which dolly wants obviously because of money um and uh, a Casey Musgraves uh, feature that'd be fire. Um, Mickey, but- I hope I hope she does a collab with Mickey because yes! Mickey was so excited when she released her song. She was like, "Here's a throwback to my favorite song, oh, the cover of Beyonce, yes! Welcome to Country." The sweetest, and honestly, you remember seeing her at Essence Fest? She was yes, like absolutely. so pleasant, absolutely. such a phenomenal singer. 
but I like to say I legit was listening to daddy lessons like a week or two ago just on repeat because it's one of my favorite songs from Lemonade and so I was like okay I don't know I might have known something now I'm just like <laughs> something was in the air something um, was in the air but oh, 16 carriages live cannot wait cannot wait shout out to her and you know her being cozy comfortable in her skin because as you know when she performed with the Dixie Kit Chicks uh, several years ago at the CMA, they got so upset that you couldn't even find that performance online. So we'll see how things are going to go. Yeah, I mean, we've already seen the people being upset with one particular country radio station that at first when her songs were requested said, we don't play Beyonce, we're a country station. And they've had to subsequently come out and say that was just a generic response. We're excited that Beyonce stepped into the country. And now her label has whatever the lingo is where they actually package it for country radio. They've done that so that her song will get some love and some rotation from country radio stations. So, but I mean- we will definitely see what the fandom is like. Cause that was again, going back to Jada's book real quick as a part of the band that she had formed wicked wisdom, which yes! I heard about peripherally, but never paid that oh, much attention to I her musical journey. It. I and was she, like, Oh, she's a badass rock chick. Like, and she talked about being a part of Ozzy fest and Sharon Osbourne, giving her the green light to do that. And the yep. racism that they had to deal with in certain cities and venues, the fact that there were, um, skinheads who showed up at one and were like standing in the front and people threatening her life and just all this type of crazy stuff so it is even though black people have touched if not originated the majority of musical genres um <laughs> there's still a lot of backlash when we somehow decide to step back into our roots and so i am excited and hopeful that beyonce because she is beyonce will receive a bit more love than others but we'll see how it goes i mean i'm obviously all the beyonce fans are riding the wave all the videos i've seen people putting on their whole fits and getting down and ready for this musical I'm journey it was like my pronouns are now ye and ha <laughs> and I, was like, I cannot with y'all i will say i did not enjoy the cover art for Texas Hold'em. I'm like, sis, that heart is doing too much for me. Uh, Yeah, she was very naked. I said, that's somebody's mama. And she said, guess what? This body, yaddy, yaddy still is doing what it needs needs to do. do. Because damn. All right. Well, exciting. Can't wait to see what she pulls out with Act 2 of Renaissance, March 29th. I'm ready. I just want to also say I'm glad she actually is coming out with Act Two, and it's not like Maxwell. <laughs> I will never forget he came out pretty wings, and it was like, "Where's Act Two? It never came out." Or the fact that she never came out with Act Two after Telephone with Lady Gaga, and she never came out with that song she had with Alicia Keys. Well, I don't think she's going to disappoint us on this one. So, looking forward to it. Delora, I know we already talked about what we are going to be recapping for the people next week, but do you want to say it one more time? We are recapping Super Bowl 58 halftime show starring Usher Raymond with special guest Kylia, who is a marketing extraordinaire uh, and also 
longtime listener of the podcast. She's day one, Ashley. Very nice. Cannot wait for this conversation. Can't wait to welcome her on. Guys, thank you so much for sticking with us and listening to this episode. Please share it with your friends, family, loved ones. We appreciate it. We'll be back. In the meantime, as always, be blessed. Bye.